The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Katie Mox here. Hopefully, Will Brinson will be joining us at some point soon. we got Emery Hunt and Prop Stars joining with your, um, your Pick Squad, actually. Your Pick Squad for Mondays. We did not have a show last Monday because there were still games going on. Um, but you can go ahead and catch the last episode. The Super Friends broke down the divisional round on Sunday. Breach, Wilson and Brinson broke down if the Bills have reached their ceiling and the sweet, sweet victory for the Lions. Um, fellas, anything surprise you about divisional weekend? I mean, for me, the 49ers play was quite surprising. But Emery, what did you think? No, it was pretty much exciting games. I know we got a lot of the rematches, um, so that's always interesting to see what adjustments are made on both sides. So just seeing the Lions and, and Bucks again uh, and the Ravens and Texans again, yeah. seeing those two matchups and seeing how teams adjusted, it's pretty much remarkable what the Ravens did both in the opener and on the last game of the season for the Titans or for the Texans. And what we saw from the Lions and uh, Bucks was kind of like what we saw earlier in the season. Yeah, that's true. Prop stars, any thoughts um, on divisional weekend for you? Any player props that um, hit or that you were surprised to see do well or not do so well? Yeah, I, first and foremost, I thought it was just a great weekend of football. Uh, as far as props are concerned, had a good weekend, went four and one Oof. on player props. The only one I missed was a Brandon Ayuk prop. But uh, yeah, I would agree with Emery. This Ravens team just so impressive. The defense, uh, just the way they uh, really handled C.J. Stroud, Nico Collins, uh, just just really impressed by this pass defense and the defense as a whole uh, played just exceptionally well. Then just Lamar looking every bit of that MVP uh, that he's going to win this season as well. Uh, I was somewhat surprised by San Francisco. I did expect uh, your 49ers to have uh, a more well-rounded effort, but uh, this is the NFL. These margins are razor thin and uh, you can't dominate your opponents every week, especially uh, in the postseason when teams are riding high. A couple of mistakes here, and you can find yourself trailing, obviously, in a football game. But uh, I thought this, the 49ers did show 
good composure. Uh, obviously won the football game there. And then I thought uh, the Chiefs and Bills was an all-time classic. I thought that was a phenomenal football game. Uh, and, yeah, just uh, it's a great weekend of football. Emery, real quick, what do you think of the teams that were bounced out and how they'll fare next season? You got the Packers, you got the Texans, and then, of course, the Bills. Any thoughts on those guys? Uh, honestly, I think all are going to be good next year. You think about what a lot of teams have on IR, what they have on their practice squad. You expect those guys to compete for roster spots. But for the Texans and Packers, you talk about youth. They have a ton of youth on those teams, so they're going to be better. You hope they're going to be better, but I feel like they're going to be better uh, moving forward because you got the quarterback in place. They both can run the ball. Um, you can expect the Texans to add some more pieces on offense. Uh, defensively, they're going to be solid. Green Bay's defense should be better next season. We'll see mm -hmm. how that situation plays out in Buffalo. I think they found their way to win this season. They're like, hey, man, we could run the ball. We could take our timely shots deep down the field. I expect them to add more at receiver, and they just got to get healthy on defense, and they'll be right back in the mix once again. And as far as uh, specifically uh, Houston goes and Green Bay, not only do they have two of the youngest quarterbacks in the league, obviously uh, with, with very bright uh, futures and tons of upside and potential there, but two of the youngest rosters in the league, Green Bay having the youngest roster in the league. I was so impressed with Green Bay's offensive line uh, in both playoff games. Not only did they mitigate Dallas's pass rush, uh, but they also did really well against San Francisco, really dominating the line of scrimmage. Uh, at times, we saw how well Aaron Jones played. We saw Jordan Love operating from a clean pocket for the majority of the game. So facing those two pass rushes, which graded as the top two pass rushes for the majority of the season, and playing that well, giving Jordan Love that much time in the pocket, uh, I was really impressed with just Green Bay's team, team effort. And, yeah, the yeah. offensive line was super impressive throughout the postseason. So uh, both teams with just really bright futures, I would agree. I agree with the two of you as well. Uh, worth noting, this episode of the Pick 6 Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right, fellas, let's get into the early lines and leans for a conference championship weekend. A little quick betting recap. Home teams in the divisional round went 2-2 two and two favorites, also 2-2 two and two against the spread. Home favorites 2-2 two and two against the spread. We see a little bit of a trend here, broken down the middle. And overs uh, went 3 and one. Let's start here with the AFC. The Chiefs made it again, even after the season that they had all of the drops, all of the this and that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid uh, just seem to keep getting it together. And certainly they have the Bills number. So we've got the Chiefs at the Ravens. The Ravens are laying three and a half. This total 44 and a half. I got to be honest with you. This line to me seems like it's based on narrative. The Ravens should be higher favorites than this. They are a better team pound for pound than this Chiefs team is, but I think the narrative of the Chiefs going to the Super Bowls as often as they have, winning as they have, this Patrick Mahomes or whatever, that's why this is three and a half. And Emery, I see you nodding along with me. This, The Ravens, to me, are almost a touchdown favorite in this game. Right, and that's why I'm laughing because it is completely based off narrative because if you watch the Bills game, and I, I, I shared this in a group chat with a couple of my homies, I was like, listen, the Chiefs front seven is built like a 2003 defense they, they are not the most athletic they don't have any twitch up front the linebackers can't really get to the perimeter and if you're able to get to the perimeter which the bills were able to do a lot they were able to run yeah. the ball successfully they're in trouble you know and so they gotta get faster on defense they're fine on the back end but my goodness 
It's, the Ravens are going to spread these dudes out and attack these guys as in force them to play in space. And this is a, a bad matchup, honestly, for Kansas City's defense, which has been solid all season. And on the offensive side of the football, I said this for about you know two months now, assume if you're playing the Ravens, just automatically assume you won't be able to run the ball. Now what? Yeah. That's going to be the biggest question that Kansas City is going to have to answer. I'm, I agree with you. This should be a touchdown um, uh, more so than three and a half points. I get it. Narrative. Can't count out Kansas City. Can't count out uh, you know Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs and Romo's on the call. I get it. But this game should be a touchdown for Baltimore. Well, and it's going to be at home, and you can see on the um, the graphic right here, the Ravens will host the AFC Championship championship game for the first time in team history. Even when they won the Super Bowl back in 2012, they did not host an AFC Championship game. So huge from them. Patrick Mahomes, 3-1 and one all-time versus Lamar Jackson. I did see people in the chat talking about how historically the, the Chiefs play better than the Ravens do. It is the sixth straight straight to conference championship game. Um, the second longest streak of all time for the chiefs prop stars. Is there anything in particular that you are look or is, is, do you look for Lamar to go off in this game? Do you think that the chiefs defense can stop? I mean, I don't know. No one's been able to really stop him when he has his mind to something. Yeah. It's a fascinating matchup. Uh, I would agree that the Baltimore should be favored here. I'm not sure if they deserve to be a touchdown favorite, but uh, I do think you both make, uh, some solid points here. I will say I do feel that Kansas City can uh, find some success on the ground against Baltimore's rush defense. Their pass defense is absolutely elite. First in EPA allowed per drop back, second in PFS coverage grade. Uh, Baltimore is a bit vulnerable uh, on the ground, though, and I do feel that Isaiah Pacheco and this Kansas City Chiefs ground attack can find some success here. I do think that uh, we will see a balanced attack from Kansas City. I don't think they're going to have a lot of success uh, attacking the secondary, which has been absolutely elite. I did put out a prop already on Monday Ooh. that's had some tremendous closing line value. I'm not used to saying that because it's still <laughs> Monday, but we uh, put out Rishi Rice under wow. six and a half receptions, a guy I've obviously backed the entire season, talk about him ad nauseum here, uh, but seven receptions against this Baltimore pass defense uh, is just a huge number. They've allowed six receivers this season to eclipse seven receptions, six receivers. The wow. last one in week 13, Cooper Cup. Uh, so this Baltimore pass defense is every bit as good as advertised. Uh, I think it's a solid fade with or without Marlon Humphrey. But yeah, they are exceptional against first reads, which we've seen uh, really Rishi Rice ascend as that wide receiver one for this offense. Uh, they've struggled a bit covering tight ends. Uh, we saw what they did against Nico Collins, who I faded successfully uh, this past week, Katie. But yeah, I think this is a good spot. And again, the market agrees because Rishi Rice was opened at six and a half receptions. That has ticked all the way down to five and a half receptions. Not used to seeing that much closing line value uh, in one day, but here we are. So love to see that. And then I do think Isaiah Pacheco is set up to have some success in this matchup. I do feel, again, Kansas City is going to be able to run the ball effectively. Uh, they've really become uh, a lot more balanced uh, over the second uh, half of the season. We've seen Andy Reid, who's someone who's been just so ha pass happy throughout his career, really kind of lean on the ground game and specifically Pacheco more and more. So I do feel that will be uh, a big uh, point for Kansas City uh, attacking this Baltimore defense will be on the ground while the game is a neutral or positive game script.
Now, Emery, you've talked a lot about how you don't believe in home field advantage um, too much, but certainly when you get to a conference championship game and Patrick Mahomes has never played in a conference championship game outside of Arrowhead. Now that same narrative went into divisional weekend. He went into Orchard Park um, and beat the Bills. Do you believe, though, that the Ravens do have an advantage being at home? I don't. And, and, and what was, was fascinating about that graphic that we showed, you know, the first time they're playing an AFC championship game in team history, that includes the 2000 Ravens. Like, how insane is that? Yeah. That's a historically great defense. And they weren't at home when they were in the AFC championship game. That's just remarkable to me. Um, but no, there's no home field advantage. I mean, it, what it does, it, it it's a part of the story. I think home field has a slight advantage more so for injured guys, um, more so than, than healthy guys in college. Also, you know about, you could only travel 63, um, on, in college on the road. So you, you, you don't have your, a lot of the, the depth that you would have at home, but in the pros, man, this is game on. Like you just better go out there and play ball. The other thing I'll add to this matchup, Chiefs got banged up pretty badly defensively against Buffalo. Yeah. And you wonder how healthy will a Willie Gay be? Will they activate some guys, some more guys on a defensive line? Because what we saw Baltimore do is just lean on the Texans defense front and run the football. Now you're worrying about a Gus Edwards. Justice Hill looked the best he's looked in his entire career running the ball. And oh, by the way, Delvin Cook got going uh, toward the back end when he was able to close out the game. So the Chiefs will have to be healthy up front within their front seven. And on offense, can they operate in a situation where Pacheco, whose run style to me just yields itself to him getting stopped a lot? Can they operate without that ability to run the ball consistently against Baltimore and a team that can get to the quarterback more so than Buffalo? So this is a very tough matchup for Kansas City. I would agree. All right. We are going to take a quick break here and we come back. We're going to talk NFC championship game, 49ers and Lions. You're watching Pick 6. We'll be right back. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ready, set, Vegas. Um, for those listening to the audio version, you didn't see that, but it was a pretty cool um, CBS promo for the Super Bowl that will be on CBS this year and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Um, all right, let's talk NFC. The 49ers versus the Lions. The Lions had not been to the playoffs since 1991. They have now won two playoff games. Now they have to go to Levi Stadium to face the 49ers. Niners laying six and a half. You can find it at seven in some places. This total 
50 and a half. It's uh, the three seeded Lions with, of course, the number one seed 49ers. Niners have been to the NFC Championship game for the last two years. This is their third consecutive year. Hopefully the third time is the charm. If you are a uh, part of the Niner gang here, um, look, I obviously am biased when it comes to the 49ers, but there, I don't think there's a a football fan alive that doesn't love Dan Campbell and the lion story and, and doesn't necessarily root for them. Now, I don't think that um, the lions are going to win this game. Um, I'm not sure that the, that the 49ers would beat them by a touchdown. I do think the line moves in that direction. We'll get into that a little bit later in our anticipation plays, but this, this Detroit team at home in the dome, specifically Jared Goff versus on the road are two different teams. Now, what we saw from the 49ers was pretty concerning last week. I think that heavy rain had a lot to do with it. it. seemed like Brock Purdy didn't have a good handle on the ball. He was wearing a glove. He wasn't having a glove. He was wiping his leg, um, you know, in the middle of his progressions. But as you can see here on the screen, 49ers 19th conference championship game, the most of all time where the Lions is just their second um, game. They lost 41 to 10 at Washington in 1991. They're seeking their first road playoff win since 1957, interestingly enough, at the 49ers. Um, I'll start with you, Emery. No Debo Samuel. Now, the good news is, well, we don't know for sure. The good news is there's no fracture. So he's kind of 50 50 right now. There's the narrative out there right now that the 49ers cannot win without Debo Samuel. Is that something that you subscribe into? Do you think that the Lions are a, a big threat here to get to the Super Bowl? There's there's a lot of uh, intriguing parts to this ball game, and, and there's a lot of questions, and there's some answers that people have on on you know to those questions. For instance, let's say San Francisco has shown that they they are struggling right now to stop the run. The Lions can run the ball. Big question though, Jonah Jackson is probably not going to play their guard. So you're looking at the, the reserve guard coming in. And can he have the same success? Because again, you're just throwing someone in to a unit that needs continuity to succeed, right? You, you love to have the same five guys out there all the time because you understand what the, the left hand is knowing what the right hand is doing. So throwing a new guy in the mix against this defense um, is going to be a, a, a problem. So that's an answer for San Francisco. If Debo doesn't play and you figure, okay, how can they generate offense for themselves? Well, they still can run the ball. And we look at the Lions still struggle in stopping the run. And mm -hmm. that's going to be a biggest concern for them because Rashad White was having success. What well, we know, you know, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey is going to have success. Yeah. Um, so that's a potential question that's answered for San Francisco. But the Lions' question on defense is can they get to uh, Brock Purdy and can they cover on the back end? Can they stop giving up the big play deeper downfield? We saw the, the Rams have success against them. Now, the good part for the Lions is that, hey, playing the Rams kind of gave you a little bit of an appetizer to what it's like playing San Francisco – so this is going to be a fascinating game, uh, but the Lions do have some concerns going in into this matchup, as do San Francisco. But there, you have more answers, in my opinion, on the 49ers side. 
Yeah, just to counter a few points, Emery, uh, I would actually argue this the Lions match up really well against San Francisco. I'm not sure if they're going to win outright, but I think this game is going to be competitive. I like their side quite a bit. Uh, the Lions allow the surrender the fewest yards to opposing running backs in the NFL this season, so they are very adept at stopping the run. Uh, obviously, Christian McCaffrey and San Francisco's run game, uh, they can they can, they can be successful versus nearly any front, but uh, I think they're going to have a good chance to neutralize uh, a bit of what San Francisco is able to do on the ground, especially if there's no Debo Samuel. Uh, right now, I also frankly trust Jared Goff more than I do Brock Purdy, uh, especially if we've seen him in these high leverage situations. Uh, just it's not the same quarterback that we've seen during the regular season. Uh, he can obviously, you know, disprove that and change my mind here. But just frankly, what we've seen, albeit a small sample uh, in the playoffs in these high leverage spots, uh, Brock Lur Purdy has looked uh, shaky, not the same quarterback that he's been in the regular season there. Well, so to be fair, he had two great playoff games last year and only one bad playoff game this year. Uh, that being said, uh, yeah, I also think San Francisco uh, is vulnerable up the middle. We saw Aaron Jones have a ton of success there. Yeah. We know Detroit's going to run the football. They have an excellent one-two punch. Um, Again, I, I do think, you know, the offensive lineman being out could be an issue. But, yeah, I just think this Detroit team matches up well with San Francisco. And, again, it's going to be likely minimal weather. Again, playing outside of the Dome, Jared Goff has been a different quarterback. But he's going to be playing likely in optimal conditions in, uh, you know, 55-degree weather. So I don't think that's going to be nearly as big of an issue as some people are suggesting. So I think Detroit is set up uh, nicely in this spot. I like them quite a bit, not just because San Francisco was shaky uh, last week or yesterday against Green Bay. Yeah. Uh, I just think Detroit has the personnel to give them some problems. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Jared Goff also from the Bay Area. He grew up in Nevada, so he'll have a ton of friends and family um, there. But historically, he does not play well against the 49ers. He's three and six in his career um, versus San Francisco, and including losing five straight games. So Shanahan does know him pretty well, how to kind of scheme up against him. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll just have to, to, to your point though, we have to see which Brock Purdy shows up. I mean, if the one that last weekend shows up now, again, I do think that the rain maybe had a little bit to do with that. Hopefully there's clear weather. I think it's, uh, there's no rain um, that we can tell so far, but um, yeah. Oh, 64 degrees, partly sunny in San Francisco. Okay, great. That looks great for both of us. Um, and yeah, so we'll just have to have to see how this goes now. You mentioned that Ayuk was the only thing that you didn't hit on last week. Is when you think about Detroit and the kind of pass funnel that they've been all season long, and we talk about breakout plays, that's Brandon Ayuk. Would you dabble in his props this weekend? I would. We're still waiting to see what his lines are, unfortunately, not knowing Debo Samuel's uh, status. We only really have access to Detroit pass catchers. Yeah, so we're still waiting on uh, San Francisco props skill position props to come out uh depending on what it's going to be if it's similar to the number we saw last last or yesterday excuse me uh versus green bay which was in the mid to high 60s uh, i think that's a great spot to back um iu just we've seen detroit really struggle against opposing wide receiver ones mike evans with a huge game they just don't tend to double team opposing wide receivers uh so yeah i think it's a great spot for iu with or without debo samuel on the field any other thoughts for you emory yeah, when you think about this this matchup too, like um, you think in terms of how uh, the Lions came out and handled Kansas City in the opener. You know, Kansas City has a lot of the same properties up front. Obviously, there's one guy you got to worry about exclusively. This time, he's on the edge, and that's you know Bosa. But for Kansas City, it was it was uh, Chris Jones on the interior. 
and the Lions did a solid job in running the ball. But again, you know, Jonah Jackson, big piece, not saying he's, you know, Quentin Nelson or someone like that, but he's really good. Um, and you don't want any, you know, part of that chain link, that five chain link fence to be a little bit different. Right. And so running the ball is going to be key. Um, minimizing possessions is going to be key. We know Brock Purdy will at least give you two that you can catch. Um, you just have to catch them. Um, and that's going to be key for Detroit. Uh, also, we know Je uh, Jennings is someone that tends to step up big when his number is called. He's not as physical as Debo, but he's pretty doggone physical in his own right. He's a core special teamer, so you know he's not you know, shy of contact. So it's going to be fascinating to watch this whole thing uh, play out. The spread, we'll talk about, talk about that in a second. So I do feel like this will be a very uh, close game. Any thoughts on this total, though? I mean, it's pretty high at under. 51. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning more towards the under on this one. Prop stars, any thoughts on this total? Uh, I like the under a bit. It's actually my anticipation play. So, yeah, I think 51 is just too high. I have it at 48 to 49. Uh, I think ultimately, you know, both of these teams, we're going to see them try to sustain drives, kind of keep the other opposing offense off of the field. So, yeah, I think the under is a really good look here. All right. Uh, and you set me up nicely because we're going to get into our anticipation plays when we get back. So stick around. You're watching Pick 6. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, it's time again for our segment where we give you a bet you should lock in early before the line moves, get you some of that closing line value. We'll do you one better and try to predict where this line is going. It's time now for our anticipation plays. This anticipation play segment is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. All right, Emery, uh, you want to dig in on the 49ers. Where do you see this line moving? Right now, well, pre-show was six and a half, so it's already mm -hmm. jumped up to seven. So mm. I'll adjust my line from six and a half to five to seven to five and a half. Yeah. I think we'll see this line drop if news comes out that Debo Samuel won't play. And when more people start to, to dive into how good the Lions team is on both sides of the ball, both sides of the line of scrimmage, both sides uh, within the front seven, and I'm talking about defense front seven and, and offense with their backfield and quarterback off play action. So there's – talent here obviously they wouldn't be in the nfc title game i think this one will get close to five and a half or be at five and a half by the time we kick things off uh prop stars what do you think yeah no i i like emory's play a lot but uh yeah i'm gonna attack the total in this game as we mentioned on uh, the previous segment at 51 i think this ultimately closes at uh at 50 potentially even under that i have the game at 48 and a half to 49 um so yeah i just think both these offenses are going to run the football quite a bit, have long, sustained drives. Um, 
potentially hold teams to field goals here. 51 is just a high total between these teams, especially if Debo's out of this game. So, yeah, I think uh, under on this big, big total. Well, I had one for the 49ers and Lions, too. I said that Niners six and a half was going to go to seven. But since that's already happened, Harry, I'm mm -hmm. going to switch it up and let's look at the AFC. I'm going to say that this line goes down to Baltimore minus three. Now, it's not because I don't think that Baltimore shouldn't be a higher favorite. I just think the narrative of Kansas City and how people love to bet Kansas City, pound Kansas City, um, that this line is going to go down to three. So I'll say this line goes from Ravens minus three and a half to Ravens minus three. Oh, no, two. Sorry, Kansas. I'm going the wrong way. Kansas City plus three. Right? Is that right? Am I losing my mind here? I think the line is going to move towards Kansas City. That's right, Katie. Okay, thank you. Losing my mind. Um, all right. So this anticipations play segment has been brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Um, anything else that you guys want to touch on for championship weekend? Obviously, we're going to have our Thursday show that has all the real bets. Well, I'll be interested to see what. Uh, I'll be interested to see what. Uh, how to as the week goes on you know, which matchups people want to see because we kind of saw potentially the Ravens versus the two NFC teams already. Yeah. Um, and we saw what that looked like versus the Lions. So like, do people want to see that again? Uh, do they think anything will change? And what changes in San Francisco's side? And does do people want to see Kansas City out there against either one of these two teams? So we saw them against the Lions, you know, so which it'll be fascinating to, to see which side the public falls on in terms of what I think the public see. loves the Lions and the Ravens, probably. Although that can't kind of act what I just said. I think the public actually loves to back the Chiefs. And the 49ers do have like quite a large fan base. But I think almost all of the NFL world is is loving the Lions. I would add uh, unrelated, all due respect to Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson, two very good coaches and coordinator. Uh they need to give Jameer Gibbs more touches. It is clear to me that he is – David Montgomery is a very good veteran running back, but Jameer Gibbs over the second half of the season, and especially in the playoffs, uh, has proven that he needs more touches in this offense. Uh, if that has to come at the expense of David Montgomery, so be it. He is the more explosive option, offers a three-down skill set, uh, contributes a lot more in the short area passing game, but uh, he just needs more touches. So. That is something I'm looking to see if that uh, ends up coming to fruition against San Francisco. In my opinion, he should be out touching David Montgomery with how well he's performing and what he adds to that Detroit offense. All right. Uh, make sure you join us all week for more NFL coverage. Tomorrow, Brinson Breach and Wilson are joined by Pete Prisco to make bold predictions for the NFL postseason. I guess that would be championship um, Sunday coming up. One last reminder, show us some love, like or comment. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube if you're listening to audio. Do the same, and we will see you next time. Happy Championship Weekend. Let's go! It's the most all-star-studded challenge ever, and this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars, new season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.